Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this episode number 349 of the Material Podcast, a number of which I really don't have much of anything interesting to say. 350 could be interesting. Uh, it's maybe even not. Eh, Okay, I, I need to make cake-worthiness a special thing. So it's not cake-worthy, but perhaps. Anyway, I, I'm Andy Anatko. And I'm Florence Ion, and I would like to lobby for cake next week. Maybe not a full cake, but like a cupcake or even a cannoli, just something. Because say. I feel like, yeah, we should we should celebrate the halves. And I'm use bouche, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. You know how like when, you know, brand new... Couples in high school get together and they celebrate like every week. <laughs> yes. I mean, why can't we do that? It's our, our date. It's, it's our date anniversary. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, no. It's and, and the thing is, like, sugar and carbohydrates. Sometimes they're so. I've been. I've been. Obviously, we're we're going to be talking about uh, the the war in Ukraine uh, in this episode later. But, but like, so I've also I'm also putting together like the 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 show doc for my weekly high tech Heidi Ho on on NPR and. Part of it was this afternoon, I'm not joking, like from just after lunch until just before dinner, just reading piles and piles and piles of information on uh, the uh, undefined and up in the air digital aspects of the Geneva Convention and international humanitarian law. Because a lot of this is up in the air, like what constitutes like a, a violation of sovereignty if the attack happens outside of those borders and happens to servers that aren't actually inside the borders of the affected. So that was like five and a half hours of my going from zero to non-zero going from, Oh, well, you know, I, I bet I should just read up on this. Cause we, it's it'd be an interesting thing to sort of touch on to now being totally cognizant of how little I, I know about the subject and I just simply said, okay, it's dinner time. Um, it's going to take about an hour for my pork cutlet to be cooked in the sous vide. That's probably enough time for me to make a pan of brownies, which I absolutely desperately need right now. I I need to know one thing for sure. And if that one thing is that in about 45 minutes, I will have hot, fresh brownies from scratch with, with walnuts because I bought walnuts like last week. And I have, I, I, that's going to help. It's not, it's not the solution to anything, but it's going to help. So, yes, perhaps, perhaps uh, I mean, uh, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't get ahead of myself that I, this was, this is a problem that's going to result. My problem is a problem that is, this stress is going to leave me, actually left, mo- leftly mostly when uh, the, 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 that brownie was eaten, a corner piece. I just, boom, honked, honked, off, honked off a corner piece. Uh, you, you've had some interesting things happening in the last week. <laughs> What a that, segue, that, that, Andy. That merit, that merit uh, brownies, that merit, again, an amuse-bouche, oh. a cupcake, a cannoli next week or tonight. I cannot stop rubbing my eyes because I am so tired from striking from my job. <laughs> um, so the nice thing about podcasting is that, you know, I am a freelancer here at Relay FM and we're not on strike here, which is why I'm here <laughs> and not on the the other places where I usually am full time, which is Gizmodo. Um, and, you know, I had a very different idea in my head because I, Andy and I knew that I was going to mention this, but I had the, an idea of this going very differently. But because I'm so tired, I guess all <laughs> I can say is 
I'm on strike right now. Please don't go to gizmodo.com or any of the uh, sister sites right now. We're really trying to send a message to our management. And I don't want to turn this podcast into a soapbox for... Wait. No, we have turned this podcast into a soapbox (laughs) for labor rights. Actually, I take that back. Yes. Okay. So actually, this is a perfect place to say that if you go to gmgunion.com, you can learn all about why it is that we are on strike right now, uh, my coworkers and I. This includes folks, by the way, not just from Gizmodo, but uh, Lifehacker, The Root, uh, Jalopnik, Jezebel, and Kotaku as well. So a lot of us are on strike right now. Um, and it's it's been a, a tiring couple of days because yeah. there are people on the ground right now who are picketing. And then there's those of us who are the remote staff anyway, and we're all like rallying each other and, you know, we're doing a lot of social media, we're doing interviews. Um, so it's been a really wild week. And I have to admit, Andy, you know, and I said this earlier today on Twitter is that I, I'm missing the gadget world. So I'm really happy that we have this space together every week because I can come here and just leave the union at the door for right now. <laughs> I'm not leaving the union. I'm saying right, exactly. we leave the draw, the, uh, the fight at the door. Okay. We're in our safe space. Now we're, we're in a safe point, right? In a video game. We're in here. We're <laughs> safe state, charging yes. up. Yes, exactly. So, um, so that's how, but I want to let everybody know what's going on. No, yeah. we, you know, we don't don't feel guilty. We we spend six to eight hours, or we're supposed to spend six to eight hours a day, lying motionless, <laughs> with our eyes closed, saying nothing, hearing nothing, processing nothing, because that makes us more valuable and more productive for the eighteen hours a day in which we are not in bed <laughs> with our eyes closed. So some so sometimes like you can be more more focused if you take time away from something. So mm-hmm. even if you're so if you're spending like a I'm 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 sorry that you're not spending this hour and a half, this next hour hour and a half again just basically going to all the bakeries. I'm pleased you're be, you're spending it with me, uh, but this will but when when you get oh. when you get back to strike stuff, it, it'll be it'll be better. I still went to Starbucks today. I usually go, I know, I was like, oh, Starbucks is evil. By the way, a lot of them have been popping up trying to unionize, so you should go check that out too. Again, labor rights, very mm-hmm. much in a proponent of that here. And I did, I went, but I cashed in my points this morning instead of paying for it outright. So, <laughs> so you know, where I, I went, I went and I dug out gift cards. <laughs> I'm I'm a resourceful person. Okay, I remind you all again. I freelanced for five years, so I learned how to pinch a penny. Okay, so we're gonna be fine. And uh, you know, the good news of all this is because I like to leave you all with some good news is that um, this weekend I get to go see some 90210 locations. <laughs> I'm just with my best friend too. Which whenever I think about it, I start to get a little like emotional because. You don't understand, Andy. This means a lot to me when I get to like share this with this ridiculous part of my life, this deep fandom that like I've been really ashamed of. I shouldn't be. Nobody should be. Nobody right. should be. Okay, but I, you know, to have somebody to to invite them along with you is a circle of trust thing. Right. You know, like I don't do that with a lot of people, so. I'm really excited. I think we're gonna try our best to go see. Casa Walsh. That's the house where Brendan and Brandon live. 
Mm-hmm. Now, this this friend you're going with, do they um are they are they also on the nine hundred two one zero train, or are they there to support you? Because they, they enjoy. Got it. She, yeah, she's a Gilmore's girl, Gilmore Girls girl, and I promised her I would actually get some of that. I would watch <laughs> some episodes this year because we've been friends since we were little girls. Like, since oh, there you go. We've been friends for over thirty years. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I'm, so, yeah, and uh, she loves Gilmore Girls. I love Nine Hundred Two so she understands the <laughs> fandom situation. She gets it. Now, are you, have, have you picked out a, have you picked out special outfits to wear because you're they're going to be selfies and they're going to be pictures so i i, hope I went so. I to, expect to see them. i mean i went to uniqlo and i bought I, so i'm i'm not bringing anything 90210 ah. i don't because the only thing that you can find right now besides vintage stuff which by the way is so expensive and i don't have a job i'm striking <laughs> right now so we're not <laughs> No, no, no. Th- think of it as buying old second secondhand clothes <laughs> because you can't sure, afford to buy Sure, $98 for for a Luke Perry like original 1992 fan shirt. I looked into it, trust me. Uh, it's fun being it it's it's fun having something that you can escape to and um to kind of help me through some of the stress of what's been going on at my job. Yeah. I have gotten back into I'm doing 90210 archival again. So like I'm ripping the episodes and making like shareable clips out of what I think are the most interesting moments. So um, expect to see me (laughs) randomly posting about 90210 more often. Outstanding. (laughs) Yeah. What, 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 uh, I I don't know if this is, uh, this is true for everybody, but it's like, uh, I think there are a lot of people, I consider myself to be one of them, where it's just there is this engine inside and I can connect that drive shaft of like enthusiasm and creativity towards a whole bunch of different things. And and mm-hmm. sometimes uh, uh, what makes life fun and makes what makes life interesting is that, yes, I am occasionally at, uh, attaching that to uh, tech coverage. Sometimes I'm attaching that to uh to opera sometimes i'm attaching that to uh, uh this 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 research this art project that i've been, i've been tangentially mentioning uh for for years and years and years and the great thing is that you it, it seems as though just running the engine helps it m- run smooth more smoothly more confidently so long as you keep the engine running so long as you keep the drive shaft uh, r- rolling so as long as you keep oil greased uh and it sounds as though like your 90210 stuff is pretty much the same thing yeah, you know, it's it's a neutralizer. And I know everybody out there has their own thing. So right. it's, you know, <sighs> I haven't decided. Yeah, anyway. That, that's, I mean, that, that's another thing that there's, uh, I, I mean, I have a friend for whom uh, distance running is the thing that keeps all the fluids in their brain, like, balanced and functional. That. literally and figuratively exactly <laughs> and and i think for a lot of us it's it's i think for everybody it's a different thing and sometimes the biggest curse is when you never find that thing that there is this activity mm-hmm. that you just kind of have to do and if you don't do it it, it 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 causes all the all the positive chemicals in your brain to flow it causes all the maintenance st- background maintenance stuff to happen and if you don't do it if you don't draw if you don't listen to music if you don't just sit in the back porch and just like watch that 
weird cat that keeps coming into your yard because it's because it's it's nine thirty eight, and that's usually the time when that weird cat comes into your yard. You know, it's it's we 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 weren't given an instruction manual for this computer inside our heads, but we know what keeps it running. And mm-hmm. if you stick to the operational manual, things will work out okay. And sometimes, sometimes it's good to to keep keep that in mind that if you just have that routine and you can stick to it and realize that this is what's going to make me happy. Again, eight hours, 68 hours of sleep means that you get 24 minus 68 hours of productivity. Again, 45 minutes of thinking, I'm trying to remember. Now, did Jack Cassidy, was he the murderer in three Columbos or four? Because I think he was a background character. You know what? I'm going to stop work and I'm just going to get up my Columbo collection and try to figure it out. Oh, that sounds fun. Well, Andy, what's on the, I know we're like talking about Ukraine today, which by the way, very intense to have this going on with Ukraine, but, uh, but it's not all doom and gloom. No, it, no, it isn't. Well, there's, there, there's, there's one of one other little thing that I, I have no, I, I, uh, I have, I had no idea how much just changing the, the default voice in the Google assistant, like all my smart speakers, I had no idea how much that was going to throw me. I forgot that you don't do this, by the way, because here's the thing. Everybody in my house has their own voice. So right. I am so used to this. Yep. In fact, it creeps me out when I hear the usual Google voice, like on a commercial or something. I'm like, oh, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, yeah, see, I, I, I even forgot that I, I changed the voice. It wasn't intentional. Uh, so uh, there's a piece of news where Apple... Uh, is has added a new voice to uh, to Shlomo. I will not say the name in case you're using a speaker yourself. Uh, that is designed to be as gender neutral as possible, which I think is a wonderful achievement. It's it, it's. I think that now that we have voice models that can be adapted very 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 easily, or at least much more easily than they once could uh, back in the days, where no, you get one natural voice and that's it. Uh, I think that I think that uh, any piece of software any service that uses a synthesized voice should allow that the user to choose what kind of a voice feels like someone that they want to have in their home or part of their family mm-hmm. or part of their group i think part is represents them and their peers so to speak if the, if that's the if that's the approach that they want to choose uh, so yeah i'm i'm all for as much diversity in voices as possible so so i'm 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 about to like take notes on this and write about this and i remember oh uh, I, I know that uh, I always li- I always like the fact that Google Assistant doesn't even have like uh, anglicized names for its voices. It's just the red voice, the orange voice, the purple voice. And I wanted to double. I got out my phone to double check to make sure that that they hadn't changed it to something else ever since. So I guess while I was doing that, I changed the voice to something else. And I didn't, of course, didn't know about it until like an hour later when I asked it to do something, and this very very nice male voice that I'd never heard before is telling me that okay it's i've turned off the i've turned off the lights in this room and this like oh okay and because i'm lazy like i could change i could change it back but i haven't yet so every time i use the google assistant it's like again it's 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 like my regular assistant is taking their week off (laughs) <laughs> they, they, they 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 got an attempt okay. and he's wonderful wow <laughs> but the thing is it's like it's like it's it's this there are things that we sort of build uh there are little islands of bedrock consistency that we build our day around mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. even if it is like every wednesday i get co- i get my comic books 
That it has been that way since time immemorial. Like me and Starbucks. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so it's it's it doesn't it, it doesn't throw me, but it's like, oh, that's not the voice I'm used to. Okay, th- th- thank you, whoever you are. You're, you've done a wonderful job. When 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 is my usual assistant coming back? And so. <laughs> It's this is this is what this is what's going to happen though. We get so I, I don't I, I certainly don't feel I'm emotionally attached to that voice. But it's, oh, you but, think? But I think the day I think the day is not. coming though. Oh, really? You think you're not? That's Andy. Don't no. You are attached to it. You do. You become attached to it without even realizing it. It. I mean, it's like it's like having a. Okay, sorry to make the sad content warning, but it's like having a cat. That you that same cat that comes at nine thirty eight every night, and then just all of a sudden it doesn't come anymore, and you realize I was very attached to the routine of that cat coming every day and like really relying on that, and so I feel like it's the same thing with the voice assistant, especially because they want us to have it become this <laughs> ingrained part of the life, and it really is become like such a background. But I say that because, like I mentioned earlier. It's really weird to me when I hear like the regular Google voice. I'm like, that's not my voice. That's not the <laughs> the one that I chose. And by the way, the one that I like is cyan. That's my one. Do you know what color your voice is? I don't know. I'm about. I, th- I think I'm about to go through all the settings. And I see. Maybe you're right about the emotional con- the emotional connection because now I was about to say that geez, it's kind of like I'm about to like auditioning replacements. Like, guess what? You 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 do get to audition for your old job back, the job that you've had for the past eight years that I've that, that I've I've given you like stability, consistency with. I, you're not fired. You just have to earn your job again because but it's possible that it's possible that <laughs> it's possible they they they, they got a new voice that sounds like uh, someone from Maine, you know. And you know the uh, maybe be like nice to hear uh, a guy from Maine uh, telling me what the weather's going to be like uh, on Tuesday, and <laughs> and for do, that do we have reason. do we have nor- northeastern uh, erasure happening with the Google Assistant? <laughs> is, this, is this something that we need to bring to the powers that be? Yes, because then I would like a Google Assistant that is just nothing but a Valley Girl. Vocal fry, everything in an uptake. Basically, I want a me. <laughs> I want a me. Want I'm just saying, if we're gonna go that far, Andy, then everybody has to get covered. Hmm? I think. I I think the annoying coworker who always pronounces the th when they say anything in Spanish because they want to. You know, I'm from España. You know. You know, there are some times when I'm just ashamed to be white. Am I right, me, Hermano? <laughs> Oh, it's so some people. Lord help us. Yes. Lord help us pick the right voice assistant color. <laughs> exactly. Well, okay. We are we we do have some interesting stories and some of them very some of them based on the perpetual insanity I'm of warfare leeching, and sadness. By the way, your humanity. That's what's happening right you, now you, on this podcast. Are, as as Kurt Vonnegut's son, who's a, a, I think a pediatric doctor, once said to him, "We're we're all here to help each other get through this thing, whatever it is." Uh, so, uh, so yes, we're going to be talking about uh, Google's response to the the, the war in Ukraine uh, after that. But we got uh, Google is calling its people come back towards the light, walk towards the light. We are insisting that, that your job is here in the light. If you want to be in your job, you will be in the light in the office. Um, and finally, we. Uh, I, 
you know that I'm kind of hot about the upcoming Pixel Watch. I'm very, very keen on perhaps spending some of my Google credits on it. And we got some little more details about it that are really make you kind of think that it could be kind of cool. But let's not get our hopes up. This is a Pixel product that's backed by Google. Your, your question. No, I Comment. just, well, uh, I'll, I'll bring it up when we get to it. Okay. Let's just say... <laughs> There's some interesting headlines today. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm I'm preparing my rowboat to have holes right. poked in it. Yeah, but uh, no headlines on Gizmodo.com because I'm not no. writing right now. I'm on strike, so you'll notice our show notes have no stories from me. As 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 attractive as uh, as Gawker Media websites are, without any of their professional regular writers. We are asking you to perhaps. <laughs> if, I know it's. I know it's. It's. It's sometimes kind of fun to go back to that mall that was really, really popular like twenty years ago, but now is all like boarded up short storefronts and nail salons. But we're asking you, as as attractive as it is to see, we say, oh, you can totally see where the letters Tom McCann used to be on that on the side of that <laughs> building, and now are just holes and sadness. <laughs> Anyway, f- f- uh. f- 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 reflect upon that during this break. This episode of Material is brought to you by Wealthfront. We all have regrets, and for a lot of people, not starting to think about their financial future or retirement early in life is one of them. The great thing about getting started with investing earlier in life is that you have more time to build your wealth. Instead of putting off your financial future, go to Wealthfront.com. You can start investing in no time with Wealthfront's classic portfolio or make it your own with things that you care about, like socially responsible funds, technology, or hundreds of other investments. Wealthfront was designed by financial experts to help you turn your good ideas into great investments without the hassle of doing everything yourself. Don't want to spend hundreds of hours trying to lower your tax bill? They help you do that. Not sure how to rebalance your portfolio or what rebalancing is? They do it for you automatically. Wealthfront is trusted with over $28 billion in assets, helping nearly half a million people build their wealth. And the best part is their product is simple and powerful. It has 4.8 stars in the Apple App Store. To start building your wealth and get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com material. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash material to start building your wealth. Go to wealthfront.com slash material to get started today. Our thanks to Wealthfront for their support of this show and Relay FM. Well, here we go. It's uh, it's 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 hard to usually usually we like kick off a segment with some sort of witticism or wry aside, but their course is not appropriate. And uh, to say when we are uh, truly talking about the invasion of a sovereign nation from a much larger bullying nation that seems to have design on the, uh, basically on the say so of one person who has designs on turning back the clock 100 years and clearly is not going to stop with this one country. Uh, the suffering is very, very real. The danger is even realer mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. threat to Eastern Europe. I mean, it's, it's hard to gauge. It's, uh, it, it's, it's, it, it, um, and there, it, I just have a lot of very, very obviously intense and down emotions. Partly, partly, and part of it is that you know, in in Ethiopia, millions of people are dying. In 
what seems to be an internal conflict, but essentially the 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 only difference is that the the is that there is no specific border in uh, like national border that's transgressing this. Why isn't that like the top of every news story? Uh, and that's been going on for months now. There's a, it's it just makes you aware that this is what human beings do, and this is how quickly things can go seriously awry uh but this is a google and tech podcast so we're going to f- try to focus on uh google's involvement in the google dimension and but we really uh, can't go forward until we start talking about like what are google's responsibilities doing a during a war and this is a war this isn't like conflict this is tanks and bullets flying and explosions and people's lives uh disrupted or ended and it's I've been trying to, I've been sort of wrestling with that I mean, for, for years, but uh, now we have a specific example to think about where we have, we have a clear aggressor and a clear uh, country to side, just to side with. Uh, but what happens when it's not so easy to pick a side? I mean, Google is, as we'll talk about in a bit, in a bit is doing a whole bunch of things to uh, protect people in Ukraine and protect the country's infrastructure. But what happens when these are just two warring factions that it's hard to know that, no, we can't we can't declare someone who we're on this side and we're against this side. Do I mean, do we does a country like Google? I just said a country like Google. They are they are like a Sullivan, a sovereign state almost because they have the ability to project power all over the world that they create infrastructure that is relied upon by everybody that could be exploited by anybody. And how do you switch it off for some people, leave it on for others and not say that, yes, we're definitely picking a side in this thing. Uh, and we're not, I'm not talking specifically about, about Ukraine here, but I'm saying that there are just all these circumstances in which you just don't know what the right answer is. And I'm sure that even Google has to throw its hands up in the air sometimes that we just we 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 just want to like do google search we just want to sell ads we just want to organize photos don't make us uh don't make us argue about uh about who gets to add things to google maps and who can't andy do you recall what uh news was like because I keep hearing so much about how like this is the first war that we're having in this very like connected world, but oh, we've had so many wars. I mean, mm. I'm I'm just trying to like, I'm just trying to think like what were we having this conversation uh, back when the U.S. went into Afghanistan? Yeah, for instance, like because I remember. I mean, people had blogs certainly where they would espouse their opinions whether you know wrong or right um but yeah i'm just i'm just trying to think about how we handle it back then and if this is we're just talking about it now well i don't know at the end of the day yeah. i think that because google is a private company like they should make their own decisions and have you know they do have the power to basically make like their own moral screed quote unquote right I've been thinking a lot more about that lately. I mean, this is this is not a publicly traded company. Wait, excuse me. This is, <laughs> guys, I'm so fried. Bla- please forgive me. I'm a little fried. Um, okay, let me say that again. In that, this isn't a democracy here for Google. Okay, this is a private company, even though it is publicly traded, and they can decide whether you know what what is 
what is surfaced on their search engine and what is hidden or what is put lower down. And I think in this case, I I want Google to choose the side of um, pushing down the misinformation that was spread around, you know, letting people know like this is this is old content. This is from, you know, a different type of Ukraine uh, situation or, you know, this is from I, like I like that it does that explainer, those explainers now because it gives you a little more context over where that news is coming from. So I feel like that is the responsibility first and foremost but but it's tough though it's 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 kind of like if you if we imagine that google is they're they're imagine they're a power company they're just providing electricity and some some or some people are going to use that electricity to do bad things some they're going to some are going to use it just to get their lives uh going on a day-to-day basis that at, at some level they have to, they're deciding this service that everybody relies upon they have an immense amount of control to uh, ability to put one one group of people at a supreme advantage or a supreme disadvantage, uh, they don't want they don't want anything they do to be weaponized. But I'm sure that they would just love to be love to be rid of all this. They don't want this burden. They want that cup to pass. I, I keep thinking about our conversation from last week about the conspiracy theorists going to DuckDuckGo. Right. I just, yeah, because the thing is. See, I've been going on TikTok, and TikTok you have to train the algorithm and tell it what not to do. You know, so it will serve you that the really, really uh, triggering content. You're, I'm just going through some 90s, 2000s nostalgia. Oh my God, I'm dancing to Britney Spears. And then, whoo, next TikTok, here we go. War in the heart of Ukraine. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and depending on how quickly you scroll through it, it will take it out of your algorithm. I would love to see something like that for Google search. Hmm. Yeah, see, that's the, but that adds another layer of complexity. That, um, yeah, on the uh, it's yeah. I, I think you made a good point that they 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 are a private company. They are there's they're, they're not required to put things to a vote. Um, they're subject to regulation uh, as much as they can fight against yes. it. But mm-hmm. the thing is, if they want to decide that, look, we're we're not going to make it easy for you to create this bubble around yourself where the 2020 election was stolen and Ukraine is run by neo-Nazis who, who, who want to like invade Russia. Like you, you can't create this. If you, if you search for that stuff uh, at best, we are going to warn you that this is all bull, that what you're reading Mm -hmm. is, has been discredited lots and lots of places. If you, if you search for a specific search phrase that will turn up the proponents of these theories, we will put a box next to it with a big flashing arrow that said, this is one of the worst sources you could ever consult. They are box of bad stuff. Yeah. And (laughs) yeah, it's, it's like the, I I think that academically you have this fantasy of a service like Google being completely neutral, but that's before they grew to be 500 feet tall. They, they, they make a step and they do real damage, even though they're not intending to do that kind of stuff, do anything like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, as, as we're going to see when we start talking about what they've actually been doing, I think that in many cases, these, co- these companies 
are begging for guidance. They're begging for resolutions from the EU, from the UN. They're begging for sanctions so they can simply say, we are required to follow these sanctions because we are operating in this territory. And so this makes our decision really, really simple. Like, do we do, do, are we willing to have an internal debate about this? Yes or no. Are we willing to have an internal debate about defying the EU? Definitely no. But let's go ahead and talk about what Google is actually doing and how they're reacting. Um, there, uh, there's got it. My my preparing preparing for tonight's show, I've never had to sift through so many of my own notes and bookmarks. Where it's just like every time because it was de- things have been developing since Friday, and every time there was a new tweet from a certain authority, every time there was a new note from somebody, it had to go in and just sifting through it. This really rapidly changing situation. So we're going to use the as happening a f- in real time, by the way, on social media and all the news organizations. Yep. And, and as, as we indicated before, this is, I went, I don't know if this is the first one that's been uh first conflict that's been on social media. I think it's one of the first that's been so tightly, so well defined by social media up to a senior Ukrainian official using Twitter to affect policy and also to uh, get uh, turn the turn the heads and turn the tides of uh, of tech companies and how they're how they're affecting. I things. mean, we let we let Trump do that, so yeah. why not let Ukrainian exactly officials do that? Um, so, but Google did did finally, I think, on Tuesday uh, yesterday, uh, post to the Google blog uh, called "Helping Ukraine," and we'll we'll use that as a framework for all the stuff we want to talk about. So, it was a post that was authored by Kent Walker, who's Google's president of global global affairs. I'm quoting here, our teams are working around the clock to support people in Ukraine through our products, defend against cybersecurity threats, surface high quality, reliable information, and ensure the safety and security of our colleagues and their families in the region. And then they break it down into detail. Uh, uh, Money, which is good, Uh, $15 million Mm -hmm. in relief aid through uh, Google.org, which is their essentially giving money to to good causes uh, organization. And through- non-taxable? Uh, I'm guessing. I don't know. It's non-taxable, uh, and it's yeah, because it's not through from Google directly. It's from their foundation yeah. um, and through Google employees. Of that 15 million, that comes down to five million dollars in employee matching funds, uh, five million dollars in direct grants, uh, and five million dollars. I'm going to quote here in advertising credits to help trusted humanitarian and intergovernmental organizations <laughs> connect people to important sources of aid and resettlement information. So. Okay. I did chuckle a little bit. I apologize. Yeah. It's just such a like, it's such a capitalist thing when you say credits. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's and in in this context, it's very like cool. Cre- but you're absolutely right because of the power of the Google search engine and because it is the number one search engine people use. We do want to be able to surface you know these organizations that maybe yeah. don't have the best SEO. <laughs> right. <laughs> But I, but I agree. It's not it's it's not the same as like giving someone a birthday present. As here's a coupon for one hug. It's like, well, thank you, but I, I wanted a PlayStation. It was cute when you were seven. <laughs> it's not cute when you're seventeen. Uh, but yes, no. It, it, it's the ability to reach out through advertising is 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 not a non uh, non. It's not a trivial thing. Um, more, but here here we get some more important stuff. They're making updates and changes to the search and maps features in Ukraine. Uh, and elsewhere, 
searches uh, searches done for evacuation and refugee information will take the user to alerts uh, SOS uh, information that direct them to United Nations resources plus additional humanitarian information. Uh, now this is in- interesting. They're temporarily disabling the live traffic layer in Google Maps. Uh, plus the feature that estimates how busy a certain location is. This was after a consultation with local authorities and other resources on the ground who were saying that, yeah, this is very, very valuable military intelligence that is helping basically mobilize attacks, mobilize stuff like that. So that's no longer available in Ukraine. It would give away checkpoints, right? And things yeah, like that. and also find out where, where, they're move, where people are moving from one place to another. They could figure out that, okay, yeah. they're fortifying this location uh, and and all kinds. So not not just I'm sorry, not just inside uh, inside Ukraine, but elsewhere, but uh, elsewhere as well. Jesus, Andy, they're talking about not giving hints for war strategy. Yeah, I just want to put the reality of that to everybody. Okay, we're not just talking about a tech company changing layers on a map. Yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, it it does feel very very different. I'm I was I found myself this afternoon thinking about all the resources of super, super specific intelligence that are simply available commercially that if I found yeah. out that if I found out that let, 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 let's say that I'm a tyrannical madman and I know that so-and-so is coordinating. Thank God you're not. Thank you. Uh, and uh, I thank God every day for that. Uh, the, uh, and, and uh, I found out that uh, one of the people that is coordinating a lot of like underground resistance, a lot of military operations, a lot of the, uh, getting getting donations, getting getting aid, getting things like I know the name of this person. So guess what? I'm going to buy from readily sourced locations, like in, in, at least in the United States, where where is I want to know where this person hangs out. I want to know what their home address is. I want to know what kind of car they drive. I want to know like where where are they most th- most Tuesdays in the afternoon? And you can just buy this information. And mm-hmm. I'm I, I think that and also in a world in which uh, Putin eh, has no qualms about just killing people who are like complaining about uh, his rule, complaining about his country, complaining about what he's doing to his country and his people, those people get killed for real. Uh, they are pitched off of balconies. They are they they tend to die and get poisoned. That is a very, very relevant a piece of information. So yeah, mm-hmm. all these products that Google is doing, all this information that they're collecting, they kind of have to use it responsibly and they have to be proactive and figure out how people are going to be abusing this. And that's, uh, we're, we'll get to even more of that a little bit later on. Uh, but they, uh, continuing on this, this, uh, blog post, uh, they're, uh, they're offering enhanced cybersecurity and vigilance for Ukrainian Google accounts and Ukrainian internet targets. Uh, this is actually, programs that are already in place they have this thing called the advanced protection program that i think almost anybody can ask for uh that will basically basically if you're a person of person of interest so to speak uh, have a certain profile mm. uh you can mm. ask please google please give please lock please give x ex- extra protections to my account so that can't be taken over it can't be uh it can't be shadowed or anything like that uh they have automatically uh added this to hun- the saying quote hundreds unquote of accounts in addition to requests Project Shield, which is a, uh, a distributed denial of service attack protection, uh, they have applied that to more than 150 Ukrainian sites, including new sites, again, by request. Now, this is one of the things that they've been called upon almost immediately to do. Uh, they are basically putting a lot of controls and a lot of silencers on uh, Russian state media, RT and Sputnik, which are essentially propaganda arms of the Russian government. Uh, so both of those apps have been removed from the Play Store and all of Europe. 
Uh, Also, the UK, Ukraine, uh, Iceland, Liechtenstein, Norway, and Switzerland. Uh, It first disappeared in Ukraine. That was at the request of Kiev. Uh, And then uh, in Europe, just a day ahead of the EU sanctions against those two outlets. So that was one area in which... It's hard to know whether Google was simply proactively deciding that, okay, well, these these two outlets are going to be used to spread misinformation and propaganda. We don't want our Play, our play Store apps to be put into that role, so we're, we're, we're bouncing them. Uh, but that was, but they were, if they had not do, already done that, the EU uh, sanctions would have forced them to do that. Apple made a similar decision late on Tuesday, but that was – they decided to pull those apps worldwide. So they decided to go for a much, much broader scope scope there. Um, They had already a week ago demonetized both of those channels uh, across all platforms. So uh, nothing on YouTube. They they can't make any money off of ads. Uh, They have been, all their uh, channels and related channels have been blocked on YouTube all across Europe, um, which makes you kind of want to ask, why not do that globally? Because propaganda is propaganda, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't I, I can't say that I completely understand that one. Um, the uh, of course, uh, Russia has demanded that they restore access to RT and Sputnik immediately and also gone as far as to accuse Google of uh, accuse Google of uh, having uh, fostered uh, fostered a violent situation. OK, very, very, very good. Good. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> Sorry for the big sigh on the uh, on the microphone, there, folks. But, yeah, uh, that's but, what's going on inside me? Yeah, they're they're also so they're also uh, reducing the rankings of all state sponsored content across all products, including search. I think that is globally. So uh, essentially, if 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 a search result leads to uh, a, a posting for or a video from RT. Uh, or Sputnik, or again, any other state-sponsored media in Russia, it will be buried in the search results. I don't think that's being removed from the internet from search entirely, but it's basically being flagged as this is no longer a trusted resource resource on stuff. Can I I just interrupt and say, because I'm actually getting a lot of my... Uh, again, so I do have one Russian that I... One Russian person that I follow on TikTok who... um, I've become very loyal to because I just, because the whole parasocial relationship thing that yep. happens when, you know, you're on the internet. Anyway, um, because of her, the algorithm feeds me things going on in Ukraine, Russia. So I have been still, you know, coming across some things. Uh, and from what I am understanding, a lot of the people are getting all of this anti-Ukraine sentiment through the Russian media. So it is not trustworthy (laughs) because you will see testimonials from people, you know, on the internet saying that like my parents, you know, they believe that Ukraine is the aggressor here because of what they see on Russian media. Um, You know, I, from what I understand, a lot of the Russian folks who trust Western media, what they do is they'll VPN in and then that's how they will get their news. That's how they'll watch like BBC. And BBC is, you know, it's like CNN, right? It's just, it's kind of a, just a a big uh, net over everything. It's not, it's not very niche, like, like, it, you know, some maybe more. Anyway, all that I'm trying to say is that RT and Sputnik are incredibly problematic. And I, yeah, it kind of sucks. But I also, doesn't Google need to do this to other places too? 
if yeah. it does it here. It's, because I can tell you for for news organizations in Romania that should not be included in search engines because they're all owned by oligarchs as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, my family members still think George Soros is up to everything. <laughs> So I'm yeah. just, you know what I mean? See, see, <laughs> like, again, this, this is, this is a, it, it's a common thing that I, I keep seeing. Like every, every time I'm looking, every time I keep looking into things that have big global repercussions and legal repercussions for large tech companies, it's, it's similar to uh, what I keep seeing. I, I, I think I, I, so I mentioned at the top of the show, just in passing that I've been spending, I spent like five or six hours just talking about, okay, what, 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 how does, how does, how do, how does cyber war affect the Geneva, Geneva convention? And what are these, what are the parameters here? And w- one topic that I kept, I kept coming across over and over again is the, is the military, like the U S I was reading a lot about the U S military's approach to this, which is that we need, the military needs guidance on this issue. They need to know where the line is so that they don't cross it because given that, given what their mandate is, uh, if they, if they don't think that there is, if, if, if they think the international laws of warfare completely permit them to, uh, undertake this action that has to now be considered as an option in uh, solutions that they're, they're considering. But if there is, but if it's known that, no, the line is, the line is right here. You cannot do that. Great. That takes it off the table. They would much rather not have to think about that than, uh, and, and find a way, find a way to do what they need to do without again, winding up with a being hauled up in front of the Hague. And, this is why I think that the EU being able to simply say, here is, here is, here is our position on the, uh, on the invasion of Ukraine. Here are sanctions that we're leveling against Russia. That is clear guidance on what you have to do if you're a country that's operating uh, and you're trying, and here's what happens within the borders of EU states. And it also uh, allows them to, allows a company like Google, a company like, a company like Apple to basically cite this as we think this is good, broad guidance that we're going to apply to this situation globally. Because it's very, very hard for they, they. It was years ago when I first came across it. There, there are times where I kind of like huff and puff and say, "Oh, why? Why is Apple still still doing business in China when this oppressive regime and they won't allow them access to mm-hmm. blah 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 blah?" And that, but then like you read like what what do humanitarian aid corporation uh, companies uh, organizations uh, think about this? And they say, "Well, the thing is, if you take away all the iPhones from people in China, just like." Uh, Ukraine is saying no. Apple, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't have. You, you should shut down like all iPhones uh, in Russia. So, you, well, you're taking away the video cameras and the still cameras and the text messaging apps and the social apps that allow independent citizens to record atrocities, get their messages out there. So it's not terribly productive. It make it basically gives them takes away some of their power. And this is this is this this is a lot of the sort of stuff that they they have to face. How do you balance that? Um, I'm sorry if I'm blabbering a little bit, but it's there, there's just so much to to really think about here. Um, they're also getting, but getting back to this, they're also removing uh, Google is uh, removing hundreds of channels on YouTube, hundreds, thousands of videos that violate uh, their misinformation policies. They've done that over the past few days. They're blocking ads that, interesting turn of phrase, quote, seek to take advantage of the situation, unquote. Uh, okay. Um, actually, and also on a more personal level, there's a, they're talking about uh, protect how they're protecting their own. Uh, Googlers in Ukraine, their own employees, mm-hmm. uh, quote, our local security and people operations teams have been working since January to provide help, including physical security support, paid leave, assistant oh, options, yikes. and reimbursement for housing, travel, and food for anyone forced to leave their homes. What a, uh, speaking of work perks. <laughs> yeah. 
sorry, but you know, I can't help but think about what a generous, what a generous thing for a workplace to offer. Yeah, it's how, yeah, that's a a type of luck that you want to have in the middle of a global crisis. Yeah, you know, especially, I don't know, I'm I'm measuring what I'm measuring what I want to say because I don't want to be a jerk. I realize and I'm that clearly I'm, coming from a very like standpoint, you know. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a little uh, riled up. <laughs> right. Exactly. For 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 for, so, for someone who's, who's who's waving the red banner on the side of the workers, you're pretty anti-Russia I mean, right now. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm joking, and I should not be joking. But yeah, it's it's like you you would like to think that for especially for a two trillion dollar company, this is an easy call. That this is not even there's not even a question of you have workers who are even if they are like yeah this native, is the easiest call exactly even if even if they're even if they're not like uh, they 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 were they transferred out of off of, off of a UK office and moved to Ukraine for a better opportunity uh, if, if you're anybody who's working for you who has uh, who has a Google name badge even the contractors should I say. Uh, they, if they need to, if they need to leave this country or they feel they want to leave this country in order to save their lives in an active war zone, you have to write that check. You have to make those or make those, uh, uh, make those moves. It's not just writing the check. It's also being able to t- having, uh, having the ear of the government to say, can we, we need visa, excuse me, we need, to, we need whatever documents are necessary for these 11 people, for exactly. these 200 people to get safe transport through whatever military checkpoints you've set up. Uh, and, and the problem is as you get older, you realize that this wonderful, it is a simple, it is a simple decision, but a lot of companies are going to refuse to make it. They're just going to say, we are, our hearts and our hearts go out, our thoughts, our prayers. Like if uh, we're, gosh, we, we, we're, we, we could have sent a couple of jets specifically to evacuate our own employees, but Ooh, that's not a good use of our resources. So, but honestly though, they couldn't. Just want to just want to put the reality of the right. fact there is they couldn't bring in jets. They would right. probably get right. shot shot down. Exactly. Well, so, well, sorry it, guys. Listen, this is war. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm being I'm being so brutal. Right. But 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 this. what I just, what, I, what, I, what I meant that what I meant is that what we want to hear from a big company that keeps talking about its commitments to humanitarian efforts and that they're not just a faceless tech company that's trying to keep humanity under its iron boot heel. Uh, we're we're hoping to hear from them <laughs> is that. We have employees in danger. We try to get them out of danger. We really, really are working hard to do that, and we're being successful at it. We're not hearing exactly. them saying – we don't want them to say, well, we've got our best hopes, and we're trying to stay in contact with them and give them the support that they need. So this is no. so this is, this is is a good – this is a good thing to hear in a, in a post like this. Um, I hope they're offering bribe money. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because I hear that's how some people are getting around right now. Yeah. some people some people decide to be corrupt during yeah. this whole thing. Uh, well, speaking. Sorry, uh, everyone. No. Uh, well, but here's here's a, a last detail. wasn't Which wasn't in this. Okay. Which wasn't in this uh, in this piece, but uh, is very very indicative of how tools can be exploited in unexpected and dangerous ways. Uh, Google has also decided to disable all user submitted maps content in Ukraine, Russia, and Belarus. Uh, a, a Google spokesperson told 
BuzzFeed News, I'm quoting here, out of an abundance of caution, we're removing user contributions like photos, videos, reviews, and business information and all user-submitted places from Google Maps in Ukraine, Russia, and Belarus since the evasion began and are temporarily blocking new edits from being made. Uh, They took this action after people on social media, some apparently inside Ukraine, uh, claimed that uh, user-generated pins on Google Maps and other Mm -hmm. content uh, placed on Ukrainian uh, Google Maps preceded airstrikes on those regions and might have been used to coordinate uh, air assaults. Uh, Google said they investigated. They couldn't find hard evidence. Some of the map points that were cited actually had been placed months and months and months earlier that could mean something because it's not as though this came out. Uh, this is, this was a spontaneous uh, blitz uh, blitzkrieg uh, plan. Uh, this could have been months of planning, but nonetheless. Um, but they said just in case they've moved removed edits that were made after February twenty fourth. Um, this also and on the on the flip side of this, uh, anonymous the collective uh, has has started a, a sort of movement uh, with some messages on Twitter. Uh, saying because uh, state-sponsored media is blocking uh, all uh, realist, all real reality-based news uh, of the war in Ukraine, uh, they said, "Well, here's one way to get around it: go to Google, go to Google Maps, and leave leave positive reviews for restaurants, businesses, stores. And after that first sentence about how great the service was, write about uh, write about statistics. But here's what's happening in Ukraine. Here's here are Russian soldiers that have been KIA." Uh, here is uh, where they've been stopped. Here's where they're going. Here's what's happening in Ukraine, because they're probably not censoring that stuff quite yet. This is wild, everyone. This is really wild. This is what happens. This is what happens when the world keeps going, even though it's burning in some places. <laughs> Man. And, and well, you know, Google's going to have to keep navigating things like this because we still have global conflict around us. They were really lucky that when they were building the search engine, lucky, sorry, it's probably not a good thing to say, but when they were building the search engine, they did not have all of these things that cropped up and now they do. And now there's more things to take into consideration. And I kind of remember what I forgot earlier, which was that, um, you know, speaking of like the war on Afghan war and everything that was happening in the early 2000s, Google didn't have the reach back then that it did. Yeah. It wasn't on their phones. You know, it was just a little, it was an alternative to Yahoo (laughs) at that time. And uh, now we see how people are using it to severely put escape plans for people. This is wild. Yeah. This is wild. Again, it's a, it's it's a rapidly evolving situation. I could, I can forgive a lot of tech companies for, being slow to react or not having the right reaction immediately. Uh, but they are, uh, there are a lot of people that, uh, and a lot of offices in Silicon Valley that are existing on coffee and takeout food, uh, just 24 hours a day as they're trying to react to a rapidly disintegrating, uh, and horrifying situation. Uh, we're going to switch to more mundane news after this break. Well, if you work for Google in the Bay area, good news. 
Google is ready to welcome you back to your offices with open arms, with new revitalized amenities like new fitness centers and new things like that. And by the way, if you don't return the office by April 4th, there are going to be deathly, deathly circumstances for you. So we mean it this time. Yeah, four, four times so far. They have announced a date that they're going to be reopening the office and they're expecting all the employees to come back to work. And now they say we absolutely mean it this time. You have the entire month of March to get used to this idea and transition back in. But by April 4th, we are expecting all 40 some thousand of our Bay Area employees to be working out of their office. Now, it's not. I am not looking forward to the traffic that is going to come back. I'm going to tell you, it's been really nice without all that tech traffic around here. Like oh, being man. able to get to San Francisco in 40 minutes in the middle of the day, Andy. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful luxury I had uh, for a while. Well, may- maybe like uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, it'll still be good. Uh, I think they're going to do Mondays and Fridays. Yeah, Andy <laughs> is getting into their three days, two days at home policy. Yeah. And so so I, I feel like people do Monday Fridays. Probably. I, see, but see, that's <laughs> that's, that's what I would do. That's part of this like un, unexplored territory. Are they going to say like, look, we can't have everybody taking Monday off and Friday off. We know what you're doing. You're trying to get a four day weekend or at least of yeah, four, uh, like four. You know and, how hard it is to get up on Monday after Sunday. So we 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 talked about this at the at the last like executive board meeting, and Sundar is not going to be in customer service, having to cover your phones because nobody is there on a Friday. All right, let's just okay. get that really clear. Can I say this, by the way? Look, I, I'm sorry I keep interrupting you, but Sundar oh. probably lives a lot closer to the Google campus than a lot of the other employees because he has the salary to afford it. Let's not forget this man probably makes around, what, 600K a year? Um, that's That gets you a nice house where people cannot afford to buy houses. So Also, I, be- I bet that he wouldn't get written up by HR if they catch him like sleeping under his desk a few nights a week, you know? They don't, mm. they don't let, well, I'll, I'll say in my twenties, they didn't let me go. Cause he has an office. Exactly. It's Cause he has an office. There you go. Nobody can even see him in there. I bet he even has he's his own the wiser. He's under his desk. It's, he probably does. That's a nice perk. <laughs> well, that, well no, just as a side note, that would be a nice perk. Especially me. because even if it's just an average bathroom, that would probably rent at at least $1,400 a month. In oh, the Google, Google HQ bathrooms are the best. They all have heated toilet seats. <laughs> and bidets and there's like a bunch of free stuff in the side panel and there's like one time use toothbrushes it's it's divine you see google workers why why would you not want to come back heated seats everybody heated seats i do think that um you know i I definitely agree obviously i'm a 100 remote worker so i'm always at home right when i'm not on strike uh i do think though that like for Silicon Valley workers, I understand the commute is a struggle, but God, Google really does make their offices like, (laughs) like this isn't a crappy boss. I mean, maybe some people have crappy bosses at Google. It's a possibility. It's a giant company, but this isn't like a crappy workplace. Like you're going to work with Folgers coffee and like three day old donuts. This is like, (laughs) they really, and remember they did that huge press tour with like the New York Times about here's our we're changing our offices for our new upcoming hybrid workforce. We're going to make everything modern and cool and give people open space, but enough space that they feel closed off from each other. 
to have their own spaces. Oh, yeah. So they're, they're, they, uh, I guess last week or maybe the week before they kind of, they kind of, uh, they kind of laid the groundwork for this by again, basically put, putting out the, the, the PR brochure about, Oh, how wonderful they're making the offices now. And what a great place it's going to be to hang out. And you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it is a lovely campus. And I have to say that having been to both like the Apple spaceship campus and, uh, and the Google campus, it's like, you feel if you do feel like in when you go to Apple, you are in this compound, this Apple compound, and you go to this one one huge building where everybody is like in and yes, yes, there's this beautiful like outdoor space with trees and a rainbow pavilion, but it is within the walls of the spaceship. You are here to do Apple's work. You will leave into the outside world, but you will be coming back here. Whereas Google is really is like a college campus or like, like Apple's old campus where they just keep buying buildings. There's volleyball. There's volleyball uh, pits with like real sand and everything. And (laughs) even if you go there at like seven 30 in the morning, people are outside dressed like they're at the beach uh, what's it called? Hitting a volleyball. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> well, okay. Now we we have good news and bad news for you for people who have wrists mm-hmm. and wear watches. Uh, first of all, okay, that's me. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, I took my watch off. I forgot. <laughs> Okay, now the 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 bad news the bad news is if you've already bought like a Fitbit Charge HR, uh, because some of them are setting fire to p- people's wrists a bit. Okay, and and I, I I understand the argument that it shouldn't be setting fire to your wrist at all, uh, but it's I mean only about oh not like all of them are doing that, but I'll just uh, so here's a, a a typical message from the. Uh, Fitbit community page, community.fitbit.com, charge HR burning my wrist. Uh, uh, I woke up in the middle of the night to a crazy burning sensation on my wrist. The tracker had been twisted around uh, to the backside in my sleep, and I felt like a little like a little hot coal in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I had a red burn spot. Yeah, so again, you know, uh, it's it was just so excited about the progress that you're making, really. Uh, but okay, but you know this 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 could be this could be a uh, this could be a, a, a you know a, a bit of a problem. Uh, I'm sorry, it's not the uh, it's the Fitbit Ionic. Uh, Ionic, but, Ionic yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, it's be so uh, it's uh, being re- so now there's going to be recall. There's been uh, about about dozens of burn reports from Ionic wares. Uh, so they announced today that they're working with the Consumer Product Safety Commission as a voluntary recall. Recall over a hundred reports of the lithium ion battery overheating. Uh, Seventy-eight reports of burn injuries, <laughs> uh, which is of course you're supposed to be wearing it twenty-four-seven. So if that battery ever has a problem, um, now okay, two of these burn injuries uh, are said to be third-degree burns. That's has as high Ouch. as it gets. So yeah, again, four have been second-degree burns. Uh, so and this is this is probably going to hurt uh, Fitbit as which not as bad as it hurt the people who got third degree burns but one million of these watches have been sold in the united states with another six hundred and ninety three thousand sold uh sold internationally uh and our the statement from fitbit said consumer safety is always fitbit's top priority and out of an abundance of caution parentheses you babies unquote 
I, that was my editorial ed- ed- edition. Mm. We are conducting a voluntary recall of Fitbit Ionic smart wedges. We received a very limited number of injury reports. The totals in the CPSC CPSC announcement represent less than 0.01 percent of units sold. Parentheses for the love of God. Unquote. Uh, that's again my editorial quote. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that it doesn't uh, impact other Fitbit smartwatches or trackers. So they're saying, you know, take it off your wrist immediately. Uh, it will, uh, uh, Fitbit says they will provide affected users with prepaid packaging to return the item as well as a $299 refund uh, on the watch uh, and a 40% discount code for select Fitbit devices. So yeah, if it's overheating, I'm not sure people are going to be happy. The mail, if the mail servers are going to be happy with you just mailing them back, but okay, whatever, you know, it's another merry mix up. That's a little different from the exploding note seven. Exactly. It does, see, it doesn't seem as dramatic. I mean, you know, if if these people hadn't irresponsibly just keep holding it towards their bare skin, like, you know, if the if the note users have been saying, you know what, I'm just going to roll up my wrist and just keep uh, keep my note uh, Galaxy Note 7 strapped mm-hmm. to my wrist against the bare skin, they would have gotten third degree burns instead of just having this beautiful little light show, these the, and a mm-hmm. video that got viral. Okay, not everybody gets gets like a, a video with a million views. People can see the lighter side of that. Okay, but let's move on to good news. Uh, people who are sensible enough to have not bought any sort of a smartwatch waiting for the day of destiny. Not me. Google was going to release its own <laughs> fitness watch. <laughs> uh, that's Andy. That's that is that is me. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you're, and I'm speaking as someone who has bought like four Android Wear watches. So, oh, yeah. I forgot you bought that fossil watch for like 100 bucks that ended up being nothing. Yeah, I mean it's it was it's the see the 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 my good my great fallback so I can have some dignity is saying that well I didn't necessarily buy it to be my daily wear watch I I needed a modern Wear OS watch for my hardware library so that I can check out new software right. as it gets uh-huh. uh, okay. but yeah I was hoping it would be an actual watch but yeah, it was kind of hundred dollars like out the door uh but but so I've, I've got good hopes for like what seems to be over the past year and a half like promised to be almost a complete reboot uh, of the entire concept uh we've been talking a little bit about the pixel watch uh, leaks about the this new watch with the pick under the pixel brand apparently a render which turns out to be looked like it's completely accurate uh was came out like early in 2020 run 21 around the same time that the completely accurate leaks about the uh look of the uh, pixel six phones came out uh people were predicting that the watch would come out be announced at the same time as the pixel six that did not happen uh but uh, pretty exciting so now we have a new leak this comes in the form of even better now this is comes in the form of a hasty photo of a screen so you know it has to be authentic uh this is uh, via android police they someone's uh, a someone s- sent this evidence to them uh, apparently it is a picture of uh, an inventory page from a u.s phone carrier that uh, of a product in product product information product box that looks identical to the render that we saw about a year ago good uh has two new details uh one of which is not terribly interesting it'll be available in gray black and gold super exciting uh the but the interesting bit is that the listing in this database says that it has 32 gigabytes of onboard storage and that's as much as an apple watch twice as much as a Samsung gear watch. And he said with bitter intent, four times the storage of a Google Chromecast with Google TV streaming dongle. Uh, But that's, that does make you lean back and think that they're putting, 
32 gigabytes of storage. Like they're definitely what? They're definitely This it, sounds like it's going to be giant. No, it's it's still the same like really thin This sounds round. like an Oreo stuffed cookie. Uh, well, you know, they're slightly thicker than the regular ones. And this is what it sounds like to me. It's going to be slightly thicker. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, here's well, it's here's a, okay, the Samsung for, first watch. All, it's, 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 not a hard, it's not a hard drive. I mean, you know, it's it's it's, it's chips. It's it's sand compressed into portable, salinable formats. I don't know, Andy. I lived a long life, okay? I, I did live when hard drives have to be really big, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm having a really hard time envisioning a watch. Well, hmm, 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 hmm. Hold on. How much does this ga- Galaxy Watch have? I don't even know. I think about I think about 16. I could be wrong. A... I typed in the wrong thing and I'm using <laughs> DuckDuckGo, so of course it didn't come out. Oh, 16 gigs. You're right. Mm. Uh, 1.5 gig RAM and 16 gigs of memory. Yeah. So it, it does make you think that either they're, they want lots and lots of room for very, very wasteful onboard apps or they want lots and lots of room for downloaded downloaded content like Bluetooth music is streaming via Bluetooth. Or is it caching? Hmm. Like what? I know this is completely out of the blue. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm thinking about like on device language translation, Ooh. things like that. Ah, I'm just trying to think good... about all this on device stuff that it wants to that Google wants to try and do. That's interesting. Uh, this machine machine learning models take up a certain amount of space, but they also they also they have compressed them yeah they yeah, have compressed but, them quite a bit and the other thing is that they would probably have to have like a mobile tensor chip to make them work i mean if this is if they're trying yeah. if they're trying to get like all day battery life it's a it's a mystery it's a it's a positive sign if it said that oh we've, it's it's got like four gigabytes of storage it's like okay so basically enough storage to tell you the time if you don't have the seconds enabled if you have the seconds enable, you it won't tell you what the weather is. Okay, that's good. Well, I have a feeling we'll probably. I'm hoping find out by Google I/O. Yeah, that's that's in May. Now, it's the the fact that it's in an inventory system. So it's my birthday. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Again, we we've all taken note. We will make sure we have this quote surprise party unquote. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, so. Again, I got see. I I got now. But uh, see, I also bought like a uh, a uh, a phone jack dongle, to, a phone jack to USB C dongle for my phone, so I could reuse like regular earbuds with them, or like my favorite earbuds with them. And so that was so I got ten percent back from that. So that's another like a, another buck ten in Google Store credit. So with the eleven hundred dollars from the from the from the Pixel phone, that's like a hundred eleven dollars off I can get on this sucker. So, oh, they, they, the the other uh, Android police made us, they didn't say which carrier this was an inventory page for, but it did mention that they don't carry any smartwatches that don't have at least the option of uh, LTE. So they are, they floated it out there as maybe there is also an LTE version of this watch. I don't know if I want, I invest 100% in the logic, but I would love to see every indication that they're trying to they, they've they've looked at the Apple Watch, even if they've looked at like the Apple Watch from three years ago and said that if the Pixel Watch is not at least as good and capable as this, let's not even bother. Let's just keep let's just continue to make Fitbits. Or they're looking at the Samsung watch. I'm just saying. Yeah. 
True. Just saying. But the Samsung watch, it just, it just looks chonkier. This was this the, the renders we've seen in the it's Pixel It's not watch chonky. Is. If I'm wearing this, it's not chonky. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Because I I hate a chunky device. And I wear this every single day. I wear this more than the the uh, first generation Galaxy Active that I had. So they, okay. you know, I know. I just, it's the Samsung kind of, ecosystem for you. Yeah. I know. I know. I no, know. I get, so, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a story we didn't talk about, about how it looks like they're, there's evidence that we'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk about it next week, that they're fudging. <laughs> they, they're, 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 they, they have a table inside the, the Samsung phones that says, by the way, if you're running any of any app on this list of apps, we want you to tamp down performance because our battery can't take it. And so this, this is just this sort of stuff. I, I, I find it easier to, <laughs> I, I'm more comfortable with the idea that, oh, by the way, uh, your Pixel 6 uh, Pro that you spent a whole bunch of money on uh, can't connect to Wi-Fi because they screwed things up and they released it before it was finished. I'm fine with like incompetence. Incompetence is like the weather. It's, a, it's, not, it's not inflicted towards me personally. When it's like, oh, by the way, we made all of your apps run slowly because we just thought we'd screw around with benchmarking. I, I feel singled out. That's, that's, the, that's why I, I will take Pixel phones over Galaxy phones. They, yeah. yeah. You know, listen, Android is the platform of choice. All right? Indeed. So <laughs> that's what it comes down to. We're all, we're, all, we're all speaking romance languages. Just some of some. We of are us. actually on this podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I will say just to, to button this up though. It's like I will say that if I uh, this this is this I am I'm, I'm I'm putting my stake in the ground here. That if the Pixel Watch is not exciting and wonderful and exactly what I want it to be, I'm not going to pre-order it. I'm going to like wait to see. Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to wait a month to see what all the reviews are like, because I don't want to like put, you know, $300 of my own money into this just to see, just to hope that it will be, that they, they will have figured out how to make watches. If this is not a great watch, screw it. I'm going to buy an Apple watch. I, I, I have a, I have a, I have a couple of iPhones in the hardware library that I will use to activate the watch. I will use them because oh, I'm just, I can't let this happen. I'm just sick oh, and I'm tired of, okay right now. I just, I just don't want to be. I got to get out from this yeah. podcast. Okay, well, I, I, I got, I, I have to keep your spirits up for the <sighs> and, and your energy <sighs> high for the picket line tomorrow because it's, it's raining and yeah. you've got to. Why, why, why you, you, you got to be early to inflate that up the big, right now to inflate the big rat, uh, the, the big inflatable rat. Uh, uh, sc- I, I, yeah, I've, we'll see if Scabby the rat will make. <laughs> will make. Uh, uh, it was actually there. It was inflated across the street. <laughs> <laughs> for another protest happening. I'm not I'm not even kidding. It was it was across the street. Cuz it's 2022. <laughs> that 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 rat that rat sees a lot of action these days. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen that rat too. Like it's very uh it, it's unfortunately very common at like uh car dealerships <laughs> for the mechanics here in California. Yeah, yeah it's uh anyway, Oh, Andy, thank you for making me laugh today yeah, and for well. letting me think about tech since I can't, I'm not covering it right now, technically, except for here on the Material Podcast. Uh, I love you. The listeners love you. You are very, very well loved. You are supported. You are hugged. Thank you. I love all of you and you as well. And uh, thank God for this podcast, eh?
Yeah. Something. Some, again, it's the metronome. It's, it's, it, there would be something mm-hmm. desperately wrong with my week if on Wednesday or when one of us is too tired or too busy Thursday, <laughs> we yes. were sitting down and having an hour and, a half, hour and a half long talk that somehow involves both Columbo and 90210. We checked off both check boxes this week. Hey. Delivering hey, value we to, are, our, to our loyal Exactly. Listeners. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I know we had like an, a kind of an intense discussion about Ukraine earlier, but I am at the same time as horrified as I am by like everything going on. It's been a really fascinating time in our society for the way that and yes, I'm coming off of a strike saying this, but the way people are mobilizing, like mm. using the Internet and using technology and just thinking about like what all these phones that we have on us are capable of like the Instagram lives that we've been doing for the union Instagram account. I am so impressed by what these phones can do. <laughs> the fact that I can hear everybody clearly just from like a microphone that is in an iPhone. Yeah. That's wild. We never thought that it would come to this point. Like they really did make these things so that it's the only thing that you need to own. Anyway, I will muse about that more on another day, but uh, yeah. I've been thinking a lot about that lately. You've got, you've got me thinking about the, what uh, Woody Guthrie had uh, written on his famously written on his guitar when he, mm. through all those protest songs, like this machine, this machine kills fascists. Mm. That, oh, like that's the, where the, it comes the phone, from. The phone, the the phone, like uh, that that would do well as a phone case because that is really <laughs> what what that's the power of like a charged up phone in the in the hands of someone who has social media accounts can be. That's very true. <laughs> uh, Pete Seeger, of course, on his banjo, decided to make something a little bit more gentle, and his his version was: this machine surrounds hatred and and forces it to surrender. Which is also hmm. which is also something that a phone can do. Anyway, two ideas yeah. for your next custom uh, phone case order. Uh, I think that I think that we should start public making sure people know about your website, your Instagram, your Twitter, your yeah, your Discord. I, I never got rid of my blog. I'm still paying for it. Um, it costs a lot of money, so go to it, florenzion.com <laughs> if you need any contact information. Actually, the best place right now to interface with me is Discord. Um, I may i'm not promising anything but for anybody who's interested there's a link at my website and um depending on how this how long this strike goes we might be doing tech coverage there just as like for folks who just want to join the discord and listen in or like want to ask me questions about what's going on in the news like that's a really great place to just come in and it's a very it's a safe uh, loving community. Actually, yeah. we've got a lot of really great people in there. And uh, by the way, a lot of Linux fans. <laughs> it's like, I, and I'm not. You know, I don't. I don't dabble with that. But I appreciate that we have so many folks in the Discord that have become friends with each other. That they have created, like you know, <laughs> they talk about things that have absolutely nothing with me. So that yes. was what a great community we have over there. Uh, fab. And and that's that's good advice because you're certainly not going to be getting any good, timely, quality tech news reporting on Gizmodo for the foreseeable future, right? So <laughs> they're all they're all on. Not Discord. until we they're have a new awesome. contract, exactly. Okay, well, I, you can go as for, as for me. You can go to Anatko on Twitter, Anatko on Instagram, Anatko.com continues slouching towards Bethlehem to be to be born. So hopefully, some news on that soon. Once again, I'm trying to figure out the best way to make money off of that, if there is any way whatsoever. Uh, I'm 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 I'm, uh, I'm 
I'm not going to get into a side. I'm not going to get sidetracked this uh, <laughs> this this late in the show. But yes, I've there's a uh, 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 what the hell? It's too late now. But there's <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> One of, my favorite, it, one of my favorite YouTube channels is the Winter Garden uh, channel. You might remember the uh, the Marble Machine video that's got like a hundred mm-hmm. million videos. So like three years ago, he started making uh, the the Marble Machine you see in the video was more like an art project. Like he is he is a legit musician. He is he his band is legit. This was like making it up as he goes along. The thing barely worked well enough to film one video, record one song in multiple takes. Uh, and it was just, so he decided this, he, he liked it so much that he wanted to build a version of it that could, he could actually, that was actually reliable that he could break down and take on tour with the band. And after three years, he decided after the thing being like a, a meter from the finish line, he decided he had to go into here is why I'm not abandoning it, but I have to like start all over again, going off off or all the reasons why it wasn't just going to be, it just wasn't going to be reliable enough. So this is all as precursor for this. He just relaunched. He basically, he basically started off again just today with the, with a new video. And he said something that was very, very <laughs> correct uh, saying that uh, an artist uh, what did he say? Uh, like a, a, a difference between being an artist and being an engineer, like an artist, like develops something, develops a plan as they go along, as they build something. Mm-hmm. An engineer starts with the plan, mm-hmm. starts with the function, and then builds out from there. Mm-hmm. And his mistake with like the previous iteration was that he was thinking like a musician, like an artist, as opposed to no, here is what from day one, here is what this machine has to do. And so actually, actually found that actually led to almost immediate sets of clarity where it's like, here is what I want this. A lot, a lot of stuff was a lot, not like I haven't done any thinking about this site before, but it's like, well, uh, as I've been wrestling with this problem of like, how do I want to monetize it? And how do I, what do I think was going to offer value and this, that, and the other, it's like, oh, well, what do we, what do you, let's start up before like thinking about, well, what, what do we have on the site that we've been developing that we can attach a dollar value to? It's more like what's let's start off with what is valuable. Let's create stuff that's valuable and integrate that in anyway. So that's what, that's what I'm saying. It's a lot of, a lot of thought goes into things. And the great, and the great thing about it is that the longer I keep diddling around with design ideas and concepts, the, uh, the, the more I can forestall the idea of actually opening the doors and realizing that no, there are only four people who actually would like to spend a dollar a month uh, on access. Oh, to the site. Andy. At least five. Come on, Andy, give yourself some credit. You've been in this industry for so long, at least five people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway. So $500 a piece. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, uh, anyway, so that will do us do that will do it for us uh, for this week. Thank you for listening for a longer episode, but hopefully you enjoyed it. And if you didn't, well, there was a, you, you can always put the like two X playback button on your modern podcast catcher. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you so much for listening this week. We hope you listen to us again next week. Until then, have an awesome, happy, productive, and healthy seven days. Bye bye. And don't cross the picket line. Bye bye. <laughs>